digital technologies and on-demand experiences are transforming all industries. In dentistry, we have gone digital inside the clinic. Now it's time to expand virtually beyond the clinic to impact and reach more patients than ever before. In this podcast, we discuss the mindset, tools, and strategies you can implement to grow your practice, work more flexibly, and offer your patients the best options digital dental care brings. I'm Dr. Alec Shukla, and welcome to Beyond the Clinic. Manuela, thank you for joining me um, this morning. Really looking forward to our conversation. Um, would be fantastic to, if you could just kind of give a little introduction about you and, and your, your insights and, and, and we can go from there. Basically. Uh, first of all, thank you for the invitation. Alok, it's a really, really pleasure to be here. I'm delighted to be here with, uh, with you. Uh, I'm uh, 44 years old. Uh, I'm Portuguese. Um, I'm a dentist since uh, 2001. I've graduated in, in, uh, in Lisboa in 2001. And I think that what uh, maybe differentiates me and the reason why I'm, <laughs> I'm here uh, today talking to you, uh, it's because I have, um, I've been in the, last, uh, in the last years teaching mindfulness to, to dentists. So I've, I had a, a mindfulness in the meditation practice already for, I don't know, more than, more than 10 years, 12, uh, 13 years, maybe. And, and back in 2014, I, I came to Belgium to work uh, as a dentist. And, um, and in Belgium, they, they already uh, had like a, a workshop for dentists. For, so mindfulness in the dental clinic. And I found that very interesting and I took it. So it's a one day workshop. And, and in the end, um, I realized, oh. yeah, I should, uh, uh, because I'm already using mindfulness as, as a tool to myself, I mean, to deal with the stress of the, of the profession, maybe I should dig deeper into this. So I really started to look into the, into the evidence and the studies and, and reading. So, and after, a, short after that, I applied for the mindfulness-based stress reduction teacher certification. So I, and I, I concluded two years after that, and I immediately started to organize the eight weeks uh, program of mindfulness stress reduction with dentists and I start having this amazing results and this amazing feedback and um, and I thought to myself okay so maybe I will uh, really adapt the program into dentistry with with all the feedback that I start having and I founded the mindful dentistry training so I developed the mindful dentistry training which is basically the mindfulness-based stress reduction program but totally adapted to dentistry and back in in the end of 2008 I made the decision because I felt like I was not giving attention neither to the clinical part of dentistry my clinical practice or neither to the to the program and I and I thought to myself okay if I really want to to be able to take this uh, this the mindfulness tool and to to be able to reach as many dentists as I as I can and to and to transform their lives and their practice then I really to dedicate myself 100% to this so I paused my clinical practice in 2019 and, and uh, yeah, I dedicated myself 100% just, <laughs> just to, to bring this tool that is mindfulness and meditation, of course, to, to dentists. No, that, that's, that's fantastic. And yeah, thank you for that, that background. I think we can start at, at, the, at the beginning, really. I think like to be an impactful dentist or clinician or whatever the technical skill is, there's really those two dimensions, right? There's your... There's your technical skill, but then there's, let's call it your communication skills, leadership skills, 
the ability you can kind of relate and communicate with different people. Because ultimately, if you can't connect with different people and um, help them understand the importance of treatments and at the same time manage your team and work effectively, you never get to do this bit, right? You never get to do the clinical part, right? So I think a lot of dental training is focused on all the technical elements of step back technique and endodontics or uh, I haven't practiced in a long time, so I, I won't embarrass myself basically, but like, but, but yeah, like all the different kind of um, clinical, yeah, clinical, clinical elements. But the thing is what I always found <laughs> like, fascinating is there was something someone once said to me is like, you don't need more patients. You need more of your patients, which basically means that like you need to connect with them. And if they understand better what you can offer them, you will end up doing more preventive and helpful treatments to those people without this constant chase of like new people to do simple things on. So I think that if we start with personal leadership, mindfulness, let's break that down a little bit, right? Like someone might notice the lack of it through being reactive and being irritated and different things, but let's just break down the elements of personal leadership. How would you kind of like look at those elements? Well, first of all, let me just say something about what you said, because it's very interesting, because I, I usually say that we are in this generation of highly, highly qualified dentists. They are highly technical qualified, yes. but then they are uh, set. They are um, um, sometimes even uh, angry and frustrated and, and, and sick. So there's definitely something missing there uh, to this highly qualified uh, professionals. And that is indeed uh, personal uh, development and personal leadership. And uh, the, j j just like you said, um, even for dentists uh, to reach their, their um, the, the, or to optimize their workflow. Of course, the technical skills are, are mastering the technical skills. It's very important. And that's, and that's, uh, really fundamental for them not to leave, not to, to spend their days in anxiety. Because if you don't master the technical skills, then you don't know what the next step is. And then it will immediately create anxiety. But, uh, to, to master the technical part only, it's, I mean, it's not enough. It's not enough. First of all, you have to master, master the technical skills, but then you have to have conditions to apply them. And that's where it starts. And then you need mindfulness. So you need to be present in, into what you are doing and you need the connection. Just like you said, also, you need to know that you are making, that you have an impact in, in people's life. You know that you need to know that your your work matters. Um, and and the mindfulness part, of course, it's, it's very important because otherwise you work completely disconnected from yourself. So you work, I usually say that dentists in the beginning, mainly in the last year of university and in the first year of, of their work as dentists, they work in a mindful way, even if they don't know anything about mindfulness, but they work with presence. So they listen in an active way. They are completely focused and concentrated in what they are doing because they know that's important. They know yeah. in a very unconscious level that that is important to be present, to pay attention to what they are doing because they will learn and you, they know that they need that focus in order to perform well. But of course, with routine and with um, 
with being starting to be comfortable with their technical skills, that presence goes away <laughs> and they start to work for just from their neck up. Yeah. So just uh, just from inside their heads. I usually in my when I give like a workshop when I speak, uh, when I go to a clinic speak, uh, speaking about mindfulness, I usually ask if they remember the name of the first patient that they had when they get, got off of the university and if they remember the treatment that they performed on that patient and usually everyone does and that's why and that's because they were working <laughs> with mindfulness they were present in what they were they are doing but after I work and what I ask and what was what was the name of the patient that you saw last last Monday the first patient that you saw last Monday and the treatment that you the first treatment that you've done last Monday and then they have no idea because again they <laughs> they are not working from this place of 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 presence they are working from just um yeah just uh, inside their heads yeah they get into they get into this routine and they become quite automatic so i think like if we so we understand that like just like you said, like once you're at university, you're engaged, you're present, you're learning. Once you start working, you start getting hit with these other elements, like maybe your boss is like putting some, not financial pressure, but maybe financial pressure, but it's like, I, you need to be able to hit this, you need to do this much quota of treatment. So these different elements start coming and you do have this kind of like first initial couple of years can be quite tough to adapt to that. But let's go further, okay? So one element is, let's say, practicing a bit automatically, okay? But then like, let's say if we want to go in more intentionally, what could be some simple things that someone could start to look to do to say, okay, I want to take a more proactive and, you know, guided approach to the way I practice? Like what could be some mm -hmm. simple things there? Well, you, you have to optimize your, your mind and, and, <laughs> and your body. So you have to, to be able to, to grow some self-awareness. So there's usually two kinds. I usually have two kinds of approach. So there's a more, there's a more global approach that is for you to to of course just like i said optimize your your mind and body in a more global way so like yeah taking care of yourself and uh, taking care of your of your health taking care of uh, of uh, the the what you eat the hours that you sleep uh training your mind also physical yeah physical first. physical first of course because and and to create a mind body connection so that you are able to recognize uh your red flags so that, that you are able not to to push yourself in a way that it will lead to exhaustion it will lead to 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 burnout which many dentists are guilty of right like not eating enough not taking care so that's the physical side so that's what that's the, the that's the physical part now um in a very practical way what dentists don't see is that they uh like just like you said the dentistry has a lot of of triggers during during the day even if you are prepared even if you um if you are taking good care of yourself uh some days and uh, can transfer themselves in perfect storms where where there are all of this kind of things that can can happen from anxious patients to delay to yeah. to late appointments to um 
financial pressure, just like you said, expectations, uh, and so on. So what this leads to to happen is that um, your sympathetic nervous system, it's going to be in over activation. So if you are not aware, uh, you're always going to be releasing adrenaline and cortisol in your system. And uh, the parasympathetic doesn't have the the time or doesn't even have the chance to enter and to bring the, the relaxation that you need. So that means that if you are not aware, as a dentist, you are going to spend your days in this fight-flight mode. So just reacting to whatever the day throws at you. So you have to, in a very intentional way, have to be able to activate, to intentional activate the parasympathetic. So what does this mean in a practical way? This means that you have to, to have time during your day to just to pause to bring the, the the breathing just I usually say to dentists just like you take coffee pauses or uh, to drink water or whatever you need to have this one to two minutes to intentional breathing so deep breaths one minute it's four to six deep breathing cycles and during the especially the the exhalation you need to bring your muscle relaxation you really need an intentional way to relax your muscles so this will in a very practical way activate the parasympathetic it will ground you it will make you more present and it will make that you continue your work day from this place of presence instead of continuing just in mindless uh, mindless reaction uh, during the day this also will make you to your um, your body to uh, to have the action of the of the relaxation so of the parasympathetic so that means that when you are indeed in a stressful moment you're going to be able to access it in a very uh, natural way because you have trained it before because you need to do this pauses during your day even if it's a normal day, even if it's a day that you are not stressed, but this needs to be part of your day for you when you you are indeed in a stressful situation, be able to activate it in a very natural, natural way. Because if you're not used to do this, when you are in stress, you are, again, you are just reacting, you are not going to be able to, to get it. So, for example, this is a very simple way for you to, 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 to use this, the, the mindfulness tool during, during your okay. day and how you can ground yourself and how you can uh, be present. This is actually just, uh, just, just, <laughs> just just physiology. Um, it's but it's it's very helpful, and I think I think what you're. I just to kind of like come back on some of the points you made. Like I think it's completely important to have realistic expectations about how practice is going to be. I mean, the very nature of practice is you're dealing with people who are in an emotionally um, stressed environment because most people don't want treatment, and even if they're friendly and, and amiable, they will still experience or project some form of stress. So if you know from the get go. I'm going to have to have greater presence in order to manage the emotions of the patient and at the same time, you know, my team member and at the same time to have that space to think that, look, I'm expecting them to actually react a little bit and that's okay. And that's just the nature of what's happening. I think it's like stress becomes when you, your expectations of what a scenario is going to happen are different to the reality. And I think if you know it's going to be, let's just say, um, it's going to have emotional fluctuations from the patient. There's going to be some um, concern from them potentially about payments or pain or procedures or things like this. You're aware of that. And then if you give yourself, like you said, the bounded time or the spacing either side of appointments to kind of just understand 
and reset yourself. I think that gives you gives you some presence. And I think like what you said is like, we've all got, let's call it like an energy level, right? And let's just say like, let's say this is like ground zero. And then imagine when we start getting depleted and we go into stress, but talking not just about that potential, talking about building resilience, which is what you said, right? Like, it's like how mm-hmm. to yeah. build that capacity yeah. and that capability so that you, you have more control over your breathing. If someone says something, you don't have this emotional system one, you know, like the system, system one, system two thinking, this emotional system one level of reacting, you can actually consider and say, what are they actually saying or what are they actually feeling and kind of respond to that. And that does require energy that requires, you know, your own nutrition, your own breathing, your own different things. So building that resilience, I think is quite important. And like you said, having that structure in your day to to be able to do those things. What are some of the kind of transformations you've seen? Because you've you've worked with many different dentists across your courses, your your coaching, and also your um, workshops, retreats, which we'll talk a little bit more about. But give me some examples of like um, you know dentists that like have one thing and then they manage to kind of develop further. One of the main transformations comes come from the 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 point that you just said. So when dentists realize that the stress of the day does not come from what the what the patients say or what uh, what the patients uh, uh, re- how the patients react but actually that they realize that it's the, the it's how they react to 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 yeah. what's happening so that's one of the main transformations because dentists and and i, th- I think this has to do because they uh, the dentistry is is a job where the professional still is a profession where the professionals still don't don't um, uh, stop and analyze, you know, <laughs> it's just they just keep on going, keep on going, keep on going, and maybe they analyze, you know, the the, the their numbers and uh, what what they need to optimize uh, um, regarding uh, I don't know numbers or sometimes workflow the 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 things that the, uh, the way that things are run in the practice but they they don't stop to analyze themselves so uh, how they are uh, uh, how they are correct facing the days uh, how they have absolutely no self-awareness on how they are spending the days and what they are reacting to so i think there's a lot of false comparisons as well right yeah. through social media where people think that like oh you know this person is doing this and I, sh- I am no, mm-hmm. no, no good because I'm not doing as much. And, and, and a lot of it, as we all know, is like, it's not a true representation of mm-hmm. reality, isn't it? Right. Like, uh, so hundred percent, many people are quite unconscious. And if they are, if they do have any thoughts, it's generally negative ones, mm-hmm. like critical. Yeah. So the main transformation comes from that, comes from them starting to develop self-awareness, starting, st- they start to, to, to realize that they spend their days just reacting, just having no idea to what they are reacting to. And that's, uh, that first impact is is very really really uh, very um, sometimes even shocking, but very very powerful because then they they start to and it's not it's not action immediately because uh, the the first step is always always self awareness and then with self awareness you have to uh, have some time also to bring um, the action that serves you better. Um, yeah. You have to observe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to also then accept as That's well, it. right? Like, I think it's like observing, like, where are the critical thoughts coming from? Mm-hmm. And then also accepting and just making peace with yourself that like, look, mm-hmm. you're not mm-hmm. going to be great at everything. And that's okay. You know, like everyone can, can have those, those things. I think, like you said, like, because people get 
so wound up in comparing to other people. Like I can, I can explain from my own situation. Like I remember we used to do practical tooth prep courses, right? And like, I can remember like um, we were at King, I think I was at King's College for like a prosthodontics um, mm-hmm. uh, course that I was doing with Andre actually, like we, we you know together. And I remember like, I was always very, um, I would say insecure about my preparations because I felt everyone that, like, else's never, was better. They were never like, yeah. perfect mm-hmm. and far, and I'm not being false, false I'm, not, I'm not being falsely modest here, right? Like seriously, like I, I looked at it and I thought this is just not anything like I would see in a textbook or whatever it is. And, I, and I'd look at some of the stuff that other people could do and I think, I can't do that. Like, I'm just not doing that at this point in time. And then, and then, so, you know, everything leads to itself, mm-hmm. but I think it's like, y- you accept what treatments you like doing and you're better at. And I, I prefer non-invasive stuff because you don't have to cut anything, you know, so you just go down that road. But I'm just, I think at that time when I was in those classes, I used to find it quite difficult and I used to like beat myself up quite a bit. Right. And I think like, uh, I think, it, I think part of it is just um, understanding that, you know, in order to get better, you have to do a lot of tooth preparations and practice on plastic and doing this. So no matter where you are, there's always a process to get to where you want to, if you want to. But I think the stopping the critical thoughts is always the first step, isn't it? And just accepting where you are. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, self-awareness is always the first step to be able to to really see the situation as it is instead of what we wish it uh, to be. It's it's always the, the, the perfect step because then you can see that there are choices. You can uh, see that there are other ways of uh, of things being being done. Um, and it's very it's very interesting. For, for example, I had I had this uh, case of uh, uh, a dentist that For him, it was um, really uh, a sense of freedom to realize that he didn't have to do uh, everything, you know, that he didn't have to be uh, like a general dentist. So he, he, when he started to pay attention, yeah. I mean, one of the exercises we do, for example, is to, to identify what, what uh, brings you joy and what energizes you during your day and what completely drains you. Right? So, and... If what energizes you is to yeah. um, to treat children, for example, and what drains you it is to uh, is to do endos <laughs> of uh, uh, so stop doing the endos and become the best uh, pediatrician that that you can uh, that you can be. But of course, that does not. You have to to also realize that uh, for you to only start seeing children. That will not uh, happen um, the next week or in the next month. But for you to to be aware that that's what brings you energy and that's how you want to spend your days and that's how you will have joy uh, on your dentistry days, that is already very powerful. And then you start to make... and. Uh, self-awareness also uh, brings you that, the conscience choices. Then you start to make small, small choices. You start to take this, the, the small steps that will lead you for in one year or two years, because you also have to learn the, 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 the technical skills if you want, only want yeah. to do uh, uh, pediatrics, obviously. But in one year, uh, two years, you will be at that place that you, uh, that you wish for. So. I think I think this is important. Like I think because like I think there's kind of a couple of things here. Like one is people are just sometimes unhappy and kind of stuck in the kind of like doing the same thing every day and hoping the next day will be different. And once they at least go through that exercise of mindfulness or awareness and thinking like what brings me energy, what doesn't bring me energy, then comes the kind of other thing that they might think, okay, I want to be here, 
but then they might feel despondent that like i don't believe i can do it I, i'm not good enough i can't do this all, all this kind of stuff so they think i can't ever get here but just like you said it's it's really like every day there's like two choices there's either one choice that takes you one step closer or one step which takes you where you are basically and it's just like how to cumulatively always make those decisions that so that you put in place what business process practice process things like that you need to do isn't mm -hmm. it let, let me just add something there because i think this one is very important to dentists because i i mean i get asked not maybe not every day but every week i have dentists asking me uh, can mindfulness help me find work-life balance you know and sometimes they didn't, don't even know anything about mindfulness just can this mindfulness thing help me in any, any way and and i feel like at, at that point it can be mindfulness it be what whatever other thing they just need something because they are in a place uh, where they are uh, feeling uh, overworked and they are starting to realize that if they continue like this they will uh, be they will reach a point that they cannot handle it uh, anymore so and um, yeah. about work-life balance it's, it's very important to say that um, it's made of choices those choices that you were saying so we during the day we have this hundreds of of choices and to reach that balance yeah. it's just a matter of being conscious really conscious on that on 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 those choices and to be aware uh, of what you really want for your life how you really want to spend your 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 days and if you are aware of that then you are aware also of the choices and you are aware of what decisions will serve you better because what i really observe uh, in dentists and when they uh, reach the point of asking me that that question is that they don't take responsibility over those choices. So if you have... They think they have to do this yeah, or have to yeah, do that. It's, yeah, it, that's it. I, I think I agree with you. It's, 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 they it's, are just it's reacting. Kind of, they feel they're in the box. And they, they, but the box is created yeah, by them. They, they pass the responsibility to the patient because the patients are anxious, the patients are uh, late on their uh, when they come, the, the, the assistants book emergency uh, appointments. So it's very typical. Uh, for it. But they're giving their power away. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. They're giving the power away completely. to any external situation, to which then helps reinforce and justify why they're the victim. Completely. But as I say, like once once people understand that, like okay, um, you know, the situation, the patient can come late, mm -hmm. but whether I'm irritated mm -hmm. or not is my choice. Yeah, basically, completely. Yeah. And also some having some empathy about what what the situation mm -hmm. was what the patient had to do mm -hmm. in order to tra transport yeah. and get yeah to but if you are in a place and, and, where you cannot uh, even have empathy for yourself if you have no self compassion yeah. then it's impossible for you to show it to for, to, to, to 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 others so it's like you're blaming 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 all your day becomes this huge blaming game <laughs> and you're yeah. not only to others to yourself also because then they have this very loud inner critic and uh, so it's a blaming game to, towards others and yourself. And, and that is another, and you, you asked before, but that is another very, very powerful uh, thing to watch. And that's, that's a really uh, a transformation when they, by uh, developing self-awareness, starting to, with small things, see that they have choices and that they, they it's like regaining the, the power, you know, so they start to notice, oh, okay, after all, it's 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 on me to create this life 
work balance that I that I want. But you got to be it's bringing this intentionality, and I think like like you said, like you talk about work life balance, but the thing is, if you look at it in a different way, having the lack of control in your professional, let's say your your emotions when you're in your in your day 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 work. That is going to have an impact in your evenings because you're mm -hmm. going to then bring that same level of reactivity, upset, mm -hmm. frustration, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. you're not going to be present with your family, whoever you're with, whatever like yeah. this, and it's going to create mm -hmm. that kind of destructive cycle. So all of those, again, will come to the same situation of, well, you don't understand how stressful my day is and what I had to do and all this kind of stuff. And even though it's nothing to do with them, isn't it, right? Like, I think mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think this is the thing. So moving into like some kind of like tools, are there some books that you think are quite good as like an introductory, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. you know, thing to someone that could like start exploring mm -hmm. reading to kind of like this? I, I always recommend as a first reading, I mean, there's a lot of mindfulness books nowadays, a lot of mindfulness resources nowadays, but I, I'll always like to say to start for you to start with a, a John Kabat-Zinn uh, book uh, that uh, it's named whatever you, uh, wherever you go, there you are. So it's... Uh, so it's it's uh, a nice introduction to mindfulness and and it's by it's it's, it's by the the main the, the main author on and the first author about mindfulness uh, so I, I i like to to suggest oh. that one if you want if you want to start to read about mindfulness that's a great one like i think i i think books that like increased my awareness i think the first book i ever read was seven habits highly effective people and i was you know like and i think when i read that i was mm -hmm. quite blown away by like the way that they talk about you know between you know between the action and response there's a space basically isn't it and within that space we can kind of observe what there is and i think mm -hmm. that was the first way i kind of started thinking about those things and then another book i think is quite good is high performance habits by um by brenda bashard but like these are like just mm -hmm. about awareness and kind of like bringing down that, that kind of road so let's just say a dentist has become a bit more aware and they're thinking about okay what they can do talk me about some of the programs that you guys offer because you, you offer like different different um tools where they can meet with other dentists who are in different situations in different countries and, it, and it's all part of being a part of a kind of positive community, isn't it, right? Like, um... mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I uh, I offer the mindful dentistry training, and I offer it. In, I offer it in uh, in, um, in in different formats. So you can do it uh, in group, and usually I start. I run two uh, different groups uh, a year because these are eight weeks programs. Because you need you need time to start developing the 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 awareness. You need time to start applying, to start training, and um, so eight weeks is it's it's the minimum uh, uh, time for that. We have a lifetime of reactivity, yeah. right? You got to allow some some mm -hmm. some some sensible amount mm -hmm. of time to like mm -hmm. switch. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, and that and I I said it before. Some sometimes I, I mean the eight weeks are not enough for you to get to the point where you can change your reactivity but it can get you already to the point that you develop the self-awareness you you would i completely identify your patterns and you are already uh able to bring the pause the pause that you were saying because that pause it's really it's really in, in, important and it's uh it's what it's changes everything right 
kickstart that transformation process, basically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the Mindful Dentistry uh, program is eight weeks program. So I, I have it in a platform already uh, recorded. So for the ones li uh, that like to do that their own rhythm and, uh, and just uh, quietly at home uh, uh, watching the videos and with all the material. So the, the program is recorded at Karma Dentistry platform, which is... Um, uh, a platform uh, from uh, the Netherlands. Uh, they are a group of uh, of dentists in the Netherlands that created Karma Dentistry that has a lot of uh, courses available and they invited me to record my, my course there. So it's available in a recorded uh, way there. And also when inside the Karma community, we have this uh, monthly uh, uh, gatherings and uh, so where we can discuss all all this all the subjects uh, and then like i was saying two two times a year i do i run the course live uh, so i open inscriptions for running a course uh, live in english and i have uh, uh, colleagues from all over uh, the world uh, attending which is uh, which is really nice and also um, i do it and i offer it in an individual way uh, so for the ones that don't want to do it or don't have the the schedule to do it in group i I do it also in a more um, like more mentoring coaching uh, way and by doing it in an individual way we can also explore other ways uh, because since it's tailored to to the person sometimes they need more time to apply certain notions so instead of being every week so even in terms of of, of, of time is, is is not so 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 strict I run the Conscience Leadership course with André, uh, which happens in the south of Portugal, in Sagres. And then we, uh, there we bring all these tools, mindfulness, self-awareness, emotional awareness, also emotional intelligence. And we gather that with, with the part of the systems and the protocols that, that André does, does, does so well. Because those are very important also to in order for you to to <laughs> real lower the, the stress of a, of a dental clinic and this is very interesting for um, especially clinic owners uh, because uh, I think clinic owners really uh, I, I think they are starting to want to run their practices in a, in a different way more connected with their staff more giving a healthy work environments and um, so I think this is a really uh, good course uh, for 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 clinic owners uh, to be able to explore different ways of, of running a practice a practice and connecting with the with the people that work for them with their associates and also with their with their with their patients and then I also run <laughs> <laughs> do a lot of things. I also run retreats, uh, so mindfulness uh, retreats uh, in the um, in the south of France, in the Pyrenees uh, region. We do it uh, twice a year. I do it together with the, with my partner. He's not a dentist; he's a a, a physician in a, another uh, area in sports traumatology. But uh, but our goal is to 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 work to work with the health professionals that want to learn about mindfulness. Oh. What our goal? Because we join not only the mindfulness and the meditation, but also uh, uh, activities, so walks in the nature and uh, horse riding. Also, so our goal is it is to teach it in a very practical way. So that they apply it immediately during the retreat so that after the five days together with us they are able and ready to apply it in, the, in their in their daily lives no i think that's really good because i think like 
dentistry is quite a solitary profession. And I think that what everyone's working in their, in their own treatment room, um, if they're an associate or if they're a practice owner, they've got the double stress of like their own clinical practice, plus also the responsibility of everyone. I think it can be quite lonely. And I think um, many dentists don't share openly or talk openly about what's going on. And I think having a safe um, environment, like, like say the group coaching or like the one-to-one coaching where they can be with, you know, someone like yourself and other people who understand the challenges, but not just that can offer a clear pathway of like going from where you are to where you want to be and, and having a kind of at least an escape valve for some of the frustrations you may be fearing and having a mechanism for acceptance and productivity. I think that's very important because I think, I think having, having, having that kind of like positive, positive growth support I don't think most people have that, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. And one of the things that I continue to hear um, uh, when dentists, uh, the first ap- approach that dentists have when they text me uh, uh, is, oh, uh, I, I really thought I was the only one feeling like this. So they still feel very, very alone and they still feel that they cannot talk about this because they don't hear anyone talking about <laughs> other ways, uh, this uh, ways of, of feeling right. because it, it, everyone just talk about the success, the success and the, and the beautiful uh, cases and no one talks about um, the, the, yeah. The, the process, the understanding, everything that's required to kind of go there, isn't yeah. it? Right? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. And and the word that is mentioned a lot is this weight, you know, on your, on your shoulders, this uh, weight of, of being a dentist. So it has a lot to do with expectation. It has a lot of do with perfectionism. It has a lot of do with the fact that, um, yeah, you, you are uh, working on... A, with this, uh, with no awareness. So then you, you, when you close the door of your cabinet or of your clinic, you're still taking all of that with you own. They cannot disconnect. And that some colleagues, they feel that they cannot share anything uh, about that and that they are the only ones feeling that, that way so that it's not normal and it's not the way they are supposed to feel because they don't see others feeling like that. So it's very important for us to also have this kind of conversations to normalize this, to normalize that, that this is, yeah, this comes also with the job. I mean, for stress, for example, you cannot have a, a stress-free dentistry that it's, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. It's part of it life. Yeah. It's a stress-free life mm-hmm. that exists, yeah. right? Like, uh, and then, and then dentistry is just an, a, a um, mm-hmm. heightened mm-hmm. version of it because mm-hmm. you're dealing with mm-hmm. more, more people and more expectations mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. more emotions. Mm-hmm. So this like, brings to a great place. Like, where could someone reach out? Let's just say someone's understanding, maybe hearing some of the symptoms they've got themselves about reactivity, feeling overwhelmed, things like this. Where where could someone kind of contact you and learn more about? Um, uh, you offer. can go to my Instagram account, mindful.dentistry, or they can send me an email, uh, mindfuldentistry at gmail.com, or, or in LinkedIn, just look for Manuela Rodriguez. I'm also uh, in LinkedIn, but these are the three main uh, ways you can you can reach me or send me a message cool. on uh, on Instagram. I always, always reply to to all the all the messages and to everyone that reaches out. And even if you just want to, I, I usually say, okay, if you just want to share something, if you just want to ask something, just uh, feel free to to do so. Let's just have a conversation. You don't have, you don't have to do 
do the, the, the mindfulness training. That's not what I'm saying. I even have, if you go to my Instagram, I have, um, a slot uh, with a, with a calendar, a slot for uh, just a conversation, a Zoom meeting of, of half an hour, which usually takes always uh, more time because there's always uh, such a, a rich conversation. Um, but but you can, uh, if you want, you can talk with me via via Zoom. I offer that uh, also because it's very it's very important. And, and, and again, I'm going to say the same thing to, to, to normalize the way you feel and to and also to connect with someone that's that's been through the same things uh, as you and that was able to to find a way to to deal with those same uh, feelings. And and sometimes it doesn't even have anything to do with with uh, with mindfulness. It can uh, just be another completely different thing that works for you. But just having a conversation and sometimes brainstorming and talking about all of this can take you to different uh, ways of looking to to the situations. No, oh, and thank you very much, Manuel. I think that, I think the key thing, like you said, is like having the acceptance and the channel to be able to like learn more about it. And it's wonderful that you that you shared so many practical, useful tips and at the same time, some places that people can get started. So thank you very much for your time today and um, really enjoy and looking forward to hearing more about how you help more dentists impact more patients. So thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I look for the invitation and for for have, giving me the opportunity to to talk about my work and 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 to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. And connect with us at www.gobeyondtheclinic.com.